Hello, everyone. All right. It's May 31st recording. You'll hear this on June 1st. Summer is upon us. And you're going to the beach, you're going to the park, and one of the frequent things that I personally feel like I need in my life, and this is not sponsored, by the way, so do not fast forward. This is not sponsored. One of the things that I feel like I need in my life at the beach or at the park is some sort of support. You know, I don't want to be sitting in a chair, but I also don't want to be fully just laying on the ground. But you can't really bring a pillow to the park or the beach. It's a little weird. Let me tell you something. There is a product, there's a brand called Bolala, and it is the most amazing product for anyone who goes to the park or beach. Basically, it's a bean bag that's like the size of a pillow and it has handles on it. So it kind of like you carry it, like you carry a purse and they look super cute, very sporty. They come in fun colors. They come in colors to match your outfit or colors to match your bikini or your swimsuit. And they're just these small portable bean bags that function as essentially like neck and upper back and head support at the beach or the park. So you can be in one of these environments relaxing and truly super comfortable. It really brings your outdoor leisure experience to a new level of comfort. So you have to check out Bolala. This is not sponsored. Anyway, it's called Bolala. I'll put the link in the show notes, but please, you need to do yourself a favor and get one. Also, they're under $100. They're the best gift. Get it for a college student, a teenager, you know, anyone in your life who goes to the beach or the park. This is the necessity they never knew they needed. Bolala. Check out the link in the show notes. Okay. Love you guys. Enjoy the episode. It's a fun one. Chandler, are you ready to record or how long are we going to wait? I'm ready. I've been here this whole time. Just kidding. Oh, annoying. I'm just kidding. That was our intro. Well, 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 welcome everyone. I am running late. Chandler has been here. Let the record reflect that. I've been very on time for probably the last six months. Okay. That's a little bit of a stretch, but the past two episodes, sure. The past two recordings. I'm just saying you're taking the grace period a little too to heart, a little too much to heart, if you will. I honestly forgot we were recording until I, until yeah, Kagan asked I'm, me if I could go pick him up lunch and then I realized what time it was. You're unbelievable. <laughs> okay. 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 Let's get into it. You guys, welcome to another episode of Pop Apologist Podcast. You wow. put on your radio voice in a strong suit. <laughs> Well, I guess the reason I'm doing that is because, Shanna, we've been asked to reintroduce ourselves mm-hmm. to our audience because I guess we have some new listeners. I would like to think that I'm a woman who needs no introduction, but apparently the opposite is true. <laughs> Absolutely not. No one knows who the F we are. So I guess we have to explain it, why yeah. we have a podcast, why we're here. So to start off this episode, should we do housekeeping or should we take it back to who the F we are? What's the housekeeping you've got? I don't keep track of the housekeeping you do. Yeah, of course you don't because I take the responsibility. I take the mantle of responsibility upon my shoulders. You sure do. And it looks great on you. And it looks great. Okay. There is some housekeeping, so let's get through that. First of all, when you are hearing this, this episode is going to be premiering posting Mm. happening on June 1st. So that what that means is that we are doing another giveaway. So The giveaway is for a $500 shopping spree. Whatever you want, 500 bucks, you get to go on a shopping spree on the Pop Apologists. Huge. If you would like to enter the giveaway, 
share this podcast on your stories, include a link where someone can quickly, 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 quickly tap and listen. You could post your favorite episode. You could post to this episode, whatever you want. And we just ask that you share the podcast if you love it. Honestly, this helps us grow so much and we just kind of hope that you would already want to be posting about it. So with that, please do not say this is a part of a giveaway or anything like that. It (laughs) completely invalidates everything. I mean, when's the last time any of you, you know, people ever clicked on something that was for a giveaway? Like if anything, that is just I, I speed by it at, you know, twice as fast if I know it's for a giveaway. Exactly. We're basically just paying our listeners who are already listening to share the good word, which they should be doing already. But, you know, this is a podcast about being lazy, about working soft. So sometimes you got to motivate the people like attracts like, if you know Mm -hmm. what I mean. You know, it is a dead giveaway when you (laughs) post and say that it's a giveaway. Okay. We have belabored that point. The Mm -hmm. next item of housekeeping is that Chandler, the Patreon has been lit and on fire. We have a 16-part recap of the Johnny Depp trial. And here is something else I want to disclose. Please do. Episode 16 was really fun. A Mm -hmm. wonderful story about you growing up. Just truly such a fun Patreon episode. So definitely a highlight. And then I also wanted to point everyone to episodes 17, probably through 19 or 20, because this will probably be a a 20-part series is my assumption. A 20-part series. Can we talk about that for a second? Well, we have days 22, 23, 24, and then I'm sure we're going to do a, a, um, like a, I mean, like some sort of summation after the verdict, right? It's almost laughable because I don't know a single thing that is a 20-part thing. (laughs) Like, clearly we don't do great at us being very succinct. (laughs) That's why we have a podcast. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's been uh, six weeks of trial. And to do any right. less really would not be doing justice to this justice for Johnny Depp movement. Or, as Amber would say, uh, a complete and total smear campaign where she will be hopefully exonerated. Yes. So regardless of what you believe, it's going to be a 20-part series. This is, I guess, what I'm trying to get at. I've heard, and I have not watched them yet, the last days of trial are truly the juiciest. I think that it is going to get really spicy. So I'm very excited to do those recordings with you. And so those next episodes will be coming out. And then we have a Royals deep dive that's coming to the Patreon in late June. So lots of fun stuff happening over there. If you want to access the the Patreon channel, what should you do? You can go to patreon.com slash popapologist, or there are plenty of links in our stories or highlights. You can give me a phone call. You can call me. And I will tell you how to sign up for the Patreon. About yeah. customer service. Yeah, seriously. I'm available 24-7. Okay, well, very well. We have done our self enough self-promotion for one episode. Let's move on to the actual content. Let's reintroduce ourselves, the pop apologists, who we are, yep. why this podcast began. Chandler, go for it. This podcast <laughs> began originally. Thank you, Lauren. I have the floor. This podcast originally began in 2016 when Lauren and I and our friend Megan, we decided to put our musings on the airwaves, like three people listened. And nonetheless, it was a little too spicy for our parents' liking. They threatened to pull our phone bill 
or just honestly pull our phone service and no longer pay our phone bill unless we took it down because uh, we'd made some choice comments about Orlando Bloom's paddleboarding nudes, if you'll remember that iconic moment. So with our parents' threats, we quickly took down the podcast and, you know, decided that our phone bill was too expensive (laughs) for us to pay on our own. And we, you know, went off the air. Then cut to 2020 and you know, Lauren and I are more bored than ever. And we decided to start it back up again. And we haven't looked back ever since. Yeah. So I think that we thought we were really special and that we loved Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. Back in 2016, we thought that that was like a very interesting take. We were not scorning them. We were actually just enthusiastic about their love, enthusiastic about all things Kardashians. I think it was also coming from like going to a fairly conservative religious college our enthusiasm and exuberance for pop culture, for a family that really leads with their tawdriness, you know, felt, Mm. it felt a little bit exciting. It it felt unique and it wasn't unique. It was actually like an extremely common attitude to have at the time, but we felt pretty special. And so we thought, well, you know, let's create a podcast called Pop Apologist, where we are serving in the apologist function where we're explaining why pop culture is exciting, why we should love the Kardashians and Kanye West and why we should love all things housewives and all of that. The ethos of pop apologists is really embracing everything you love that maybe you feel a little guilty about loving. Like whether that's, you know, loving luxury, whether that's what? No, I'm just laughing at loving luxury. (laughs) Whether that's loving luxury You know, whether that's loving celebrities, whether that's loving um, not working. Chandler and I are really big on that working sucks. And we're pretty honest about that. And we're very over girl boss culture. And so Pop Apologist is really about just embracing exactly who you are. Absolutely. That is our motto. What a great manifesto you just explained to the audience. Lauren, I couldn't have said it better myself. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. There's your radio voice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the podcast is just nonsense. And it's always really hard. I feel like when people are like, what's your podcast about? Because I'm like, well, it's really about nothing and also everything. Yeah, um, it's like really about celebrities and our lives. That's Yeah. Re- and it's basically the, it, half and half. The intersection of celebrity gossip and our very boring lives lives basic lives total basic basic bees with unremarkable lives yep exactly so i hope that gives people some background on who we are welcome any and all new listeners we're happy to have you lauren should we just get into q a i kind of want to say no no i think we need to explain more like who we are in terms of where we grew up what we majored in in college our deepest dreams at least a top line biography and then maybe some q a would be good before we get there. Okay, so a little bit more background on us. We were born and raised in Orange County, California, mostly in San Clemente. Laguna Niguel in San Clemente. Yeah. Lauren spent most of her adolescence in Laguna Niguel. I spent most of mine in San Clemente. We have Um, a five-year age gap, which Chandler never tires of reminding me of. I am 31. Chandler is nearing 30, but she's 27 currently. (laughs) She's nearing 30. (laughs) It's true. I am nearing 30 and I'm honestly very excited for my for my 30s. I feel old as hell. Um, so it's, <laughs> it's honestly just right for me to be nearing 30. So yeah, I've actually never felt youthful. I'm not going to lie. I've basically never felt youthful in my life. 
like you know people are always like i still feel 17 chandler's right. like finally nearing the age that she feels you know i've i've always been like thir- inside my head i've always been like 35 okay okay i like that maybe closer to 40 but i've always just kind of been like that i mean i remember i i loved talking with my friend's parents like whenever i would go over to my friend's house i would long for like the the intro 10 minutes where their parents are just kind of hanging out asking you like personal questions because i could just gab forever with my parents friends yeah and honestly our friends parents were way more interesting than our friends so i longed for those conversations as well right okay so anyways i yeah lauren is my older sister five years don't get it twisted (laughs) and we both currently live elsewhere we don't live in orange county anymore i live in new york and lauren lives in puerto rico yes we have i mean costa rica (laughs) (laughs) everyone always confuses puerto rico for costa rica like right lauren constantly constantly mom still asks me how things are going in costa rica (laughs) and i just you know smile and say going great going great deb no she finally has gotten it straight but for a while for many months it was costa rica Yes, I live in Puerto Rico um, with my fiance, Kagan. Why do you live there? That's what everyone always asks. People always ask why we live in Puerto Rico. And there are some amazing tax incentives to living in Puerto Rico. And also, we just wanted adventure. We wanted to experience something new. We wanted to do something a little bit more, you know, road less traveled. Ever read a poem, Chandler? <laughs> everyone, this is a critical part of the podcast. Lauren studied philosophy and was a poet. Like, <laughs> in... 10 years ago she was a poet and you will be reminded of this at least every other episode sometimes more often but count on it every other episode no I'm only taking a break from poetry right now like I will go back Mm, to being a poet and I am a poet I highly recommend looking at my poems Lauren Bledsoe poet if you google that you can read my published you can read my published poetry (laughs) thank you for doing my bio for me is it kind of depressing how like your high art stuff didn't really take off but your low art stuff did unfortunately the stakes are very low with the academic poetry world so no Chandler, yeah. i'm actually happy that my low art that my lower Endeavors. art form have seemed to got have seemed to gotten some traction because those at least you know can put some coin in my pocket unlike right. my poems yeah some traction is is the keyword there keywords but anyway no so Yes, Chandler and I were raised in Orange County, California, raised very conservative, religious. Raised Mormon. Mormon. This is not a post-Mormon podcast, though. We really don't talk about it. (laughs) That's my disclaimer. We don't really talk about it that much. Um, We both did go to BYU. And just a quick note, I left Mormonism when I was a junior in high school. This this story is about me. It's really oh, you were in love, but then you're speaking for both of us. You're going in and out of just speaking for yourself, then for both of us. You're not giving me any airtime. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Chandler left in high school, and BYU ended up being an amazing experience. Ultimately, we did both end up getting wonderful educations, meeting are the greatest friends of our lives. Only have positive things to say about those hollowed halls. Right. Thank you. That was stunning speech. I graduated debt-free. Chandler did not somehow. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did anyone ask about my, my student loans? I'm sure that was, you know, just tons of questions about my student loans. I went on a study abroad, okay, that I don't talk about, frankly, enough on this podcast. Because she is still paying the piper for that. And it's one of her I, biggest Maybe regrets. I haven't paid in years. Thank you, Joe. They're going to forgive me of this loan. <laughs> 
Yeah, gosh, I can't wait to hear about all, all the free stuff I missed out on because I worked during college. But anyway, <laughs> after college, my glittering career as a poet hit getting skid. into this. Are we seriously going here? Nobody yes, asked for this. People are asking no, who this is gonna, we are. Gonna be, I'm going to blink and it's going to have been 35 minutes. <laughs> okay. Top okay, line it. Okay, fine. Yes. Chandler and I live in Puerto Rico. I run a... I live in Puerto Rico. You and oh, I do sorry, not <laughs> You always confuse me with a Kagan. Guys, I don't know if I've said this, but Lauren always will accidentally be like, baby, to me on the phone. Because she thinks she's talking to Kagan for a split second. And then I'm like, stop calling me baby. (laughs) Okay. I live in Puerto Rico with my fiance, Kagan. And Chandler, yes, lives in New York. She's a glittering Manhattanite, living a very glamorous cosmopolitan life. This she will remind you of constantly, and it absolutely is her personality. You'll hear about this every episode, not every other episode. You'll also hear about how she once lived in LA and also San Francisco. So get ready to throw up. I hope you have a barf bag when you listen to Pop Apologist because you're going to need it. Um, there's Sorry. a lot of low key flexing on this podcast. Anyway, oh gosh, <laughs> not technically three different coasts, but kind of. This is not our full time job. Chandler works oh. for where do you oh, work, God. Chandler? I work for Mark Zuckerberg. I work at Meta, also known as Facebook, and I run a startup called Retain Finance. So. This is not our full-time gig. And what else? What else is there? I have a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Chandler has recently started dating someone. So that's great. That um, sounds like I literally started dating him like two <laughs> weeks ago. I'm just kidding. kidding. I'm trying to minimize your relationship. You know what's weird? Effect, but it didn't really work. You have been, you've been minimizing me. You've been tearing me down since yesterday's Patreon. Uh, yeah. I started dating somebody like last year the beginning of last year we've actually been dating for like as long as mccall's been on her mission which is kind of crazy mccall is our youngest sister who's currently on a mission and she's coming back from her lds mission next month um but anyways her that timeline for her is actually more about me and my relationship because it's crazy that we've been dating for that long and we did long distance there's lots of early episodes about our relationship and he actually came on the podcast a couple months ago and that's the mr new york episode Yeah, if you want to hear two people in a honeymoon phase and again, bring your barf bag, I refer you to Mr. New York episode. You know, over, we were over a year into dating. Okay, it wasn't quite honeymoon phase. It really, it really is a very special, special bond that they share. And I think that you'll be inspired. You'll be inspired. Maybe bring your spouse and listen to it with a candle lit. <laughs> really, truly so special. So thank you, Chandler. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com. POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. So anyway, we are the pop apologists. Every week we bring celeb gossip and, you know, navel gazy stories about our own lives to the airwaves. And people, some people like it. 
a few people really don't. And that's how we're rolling. Sorry. <laughs> that really was so funny. Some people really don't like it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, unfortunately, we do have a few haters out there. Shout out. What's her name? Anyway, let's not get into it. Oh, okay. yeah. We, yeah, there's, we've got one troll. God we don't, bless. We don't validate the trolls. We don't even care about them. We don't even think about them. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. So let's get into the content now that we've brought everyone up to speed. Stop going on mute. <laughs> okay, sorry. It's so annoying. It's because you hate my sniffles. I do hate your sniffles, but I would rather I would rather you just not sniffle. Okay, let's let's move okay. on. Let's actually let's just do that right now. One okay. of the cute questions and answers was what weird quirks do you have? And every time I bullied Chandler while we recorded an episode about her sniffles, I've always edited it out. Cause I've just felt like A, it's not a good look for me. And B it's not a good look it's for me. So gross to hear to hear them. So I never leave it in. But I'm gonna but I will say Chandler's quirk is that she I don't know, has like a chronic runny nose oh and God. constantly <laughs> sniffles. Okay, you did not come to play. You literally have the claws out. I'm gonna go so hard on you it's when like it's like a my wet turn. it's a wet sniffle. And um, it's every 40 seconds. It's crazy. No, it's at least like every couple of few minutes. And I have to edit it out of every podcast. And you honestly, at some point, I'm going to like put that's a lean why on, we lean on your future home. That's why we pay you the big bucks to do the to do the editing. Well, it's funny you should say that because at some point I'll get reimbursed for this. I've got a few notes. I got a nose job for a deviated septum. It didn't clearly do its job. I do have a stunning nose now, but my you know my sinuses are still subject to getting blocked. Okay. Yes, Chandler did get a rhinoplasty, and she's very open about it. I had one procedure which I'm not open about, but it's very it's, it's very it's a very uncommon procedure. That's why I'm not open about it. It's not a dime yeah. a dozen rhinoplasty like Chan had, mm-hmm. but I will say that Chandler's rhinoplasty it looks really really amazing, but it's also just a maybe a more refined version of her former nose. So I would I think your original face feels very much intact. Like you still have the Chandler look. Yeah. Like pictures of your childhood you literally look exactly the same right right it's it wasn't a honestly a dramatic nose job but that being said it clearly did not undeviate my septum so I do sniffle but I asked mom yesterday after you made this comment I said do I sniffle all the time and she said I've never noticed that about you so well, I, hadn't I completely it refuted it I hadn't noticed it either until I was forced to edit it out of of, of over 200 episodes of pop apologist okay. so well thank you Thank you. Why I'm, do I I'm say- glad you made me look like the most unsexy person alive. Why do I say 200 episodes of Pop Apologist? Well, that's because there are over 104 episodes on the Patreon bonus episodes. Okay. Plug. Soft plug. She's always okay. hustling. She's always hustling. That's my goal. I'm also the more business-minded of the two of us, I would say. I don't. We're not doing a, a trait analysis. No one asked for that. I just, I'm more of a hustler. I'm the Lisa Rinna of this, of this duo. And I don't know what, yeah. what Chandler is of the two of us. A tortoise, maybe? Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not the hustler and yeah, I just don't have it in me. But anyways, thanks for all you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. What well, are what's I'm just, my actually, quirk? I'm going back into it. I'm going to, I'm going to literally, I've got three different quirks. I've got, I'm not, I'm after you decided to go in all in on the sniffling, I'm not holding back anymore. I'm going to okay, talk fine. about it. I'm going to talk about it. Okay. Let's Lauren. Okay. When Lauren eats, she moans. And it's <laughs> really true. annoying. She's like, it's it's like, honestly, it's guttural. It's weird. It's uncomfortable. I honestly, I wish there was an HR department that I could talk to about it. So she does that. I'm just very sensual. Like as a person. <sighs> You're literally Emrata. You're... <laughs> 
I just appreciate, like, I just do a lot of oohing and aahing in general. I, 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 I experience pleasure on a different plane. I only wish you knew what okay, it was like to be you, are, me. you literally are Emrata. <laughs> we're talking about Emily Radikowski. Emily Radikowski is who we're referring to. That's what we call her. Who we do believe is an actual terrorist on U.S. soil at right. CIA. Yep. Okay, so that's quirk number one. Mm-hmm. Quirk number two is that Lauren is constantly popping, cracking, adjusting. No, I told you and you also, I don't use care. this because it's I don't boring. Care. People have heard it before. I don't care. It's my <sighs> truth. Okay. Yeah, She's, I do. And, and so every time we record, she, we're like, okay, all ready to go. I'm sniffled out. I try to get all my sniffles out. And then Lauren goes, okay, wait, I just need to pop and crack. And then I have to listen to her pop and crack, ooh and ah. And it's honestly so grating. It's it's not good for our relationship. It's a symphony. It's a symphony of pleasure that you really, I guess you just okay. don't know what. <laughs> moving on to cork number three. Lauren is never far from a bottle of lotion because she has dry skin. She's like a reptile in that way. And so wherever you are, plan on there also being, wherever you are with Lauren, plan on there being a 40, you know, ounce tub of lotion nearby. And if if she doesn't have her 40 ounce tub of security lotion, she will then ask for olive oil at restaurants for her to then rub on her hands, which is honestly the most classless thing that I've ever experienced. (laughs) okay wow i cannot believe you told the olive oil thing <laughs> it is true i don't have I'm, i yes i do have dry skin but really i have chronically dry hands that's the problem and so i need lotion and if i don't they actually get in pain like actually mm-hmm. pain yeah um, i remember this is a little bit i remember there was one time i was on a first date and i asked if we okay oh, again just walked in perfect timing I can't even tell this joke anymore. Tell okay. the story. Tell the story. Tell the story. Whatever. It's fine. Okay. So I was on a first date. You brought me food? Thank you. I was on a first date and I went to, I, we, I, I had dry hand. Like my hands were dry and I forgot my lotion. So mm-hmm. I stopped by the store because um, I, I need to pick up some lotion. Oh my gosh. And so the guy's like, Sure, I didn't think we were there yet. <laughs> Disgusting. He literally said that. Ugh. Yeah, this should have been on the Patreon. Disgusting. Okay. I know that is. That what is did pretty, Kagan say? Pretty. Oh, Kagan literally popped a Lacroix and was already in the other room. Did not care. <laughs> did not care at all. So yeah. So 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 sometimes I get to a, a restaurant. I haven't brought my lotion with me. I forgot it. And yes. I can ask for them for a little bit of olive oil on the side. People use olive oil with bread. It's not that weird. And then surreptitiously, clandestinely, take it under the table or maybe above the table, whatever, and just pour a little bit on my hands. And I feel a tremendous amount of relief. You should be thrown out. Okay. I, it's it's fine. Anyway, that's, that's actually a good tip for my our listeners with chronic dry hands. It's something you actually – it's like it's like an ailment. Not only is it an well, ailment, so is but my you, sniffling. Well, so is my sniffling. You get bullied for it. You get bullied for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sniffling's let's move along. You've, okay. you've regaled us long enough with that. <laughs> Great. Okay, what's the next thing? I want to talk about self-tanning because multiple people have asked about our self-tan routines, and I – have a very specific setup that I would like to ha- recommend to people. So if I may, I'll just go ahead and, and give Wait, you my self-tan. We're doing a self-tan routine? Yes, yes, we are. 
All right. We don't. We don't bring a barf bag to the episode. Bring a pillow because you might fall asleep. Go no, on, this Jen. is. I'm. Not, I'm honest. I'm not gonna like. T- okay, then you do your knees. Then you do your. You know, tops of your hands. But I. I used to use Santropay and emit and self tan. You know, myself with those tools every week. Okay, self tanning brings me joy. It boosts my serotonin levels. I'm happier. I'm prettier. Everything's better when you're tan. So I do it all the time, even in the winter, because I just frankly need it. I recently decided to upgrade this whole setup and go in on a spray tan gun with some friends in New York, and it has changed my life. I now make Ben give me an airbrush self-tan every week, okay? It is next level. I have such a gorgeous tan. It lasts for so long. It does create a little bit of a mess in my shower, but it's fine. You know, it's it's maybe another five to seven minutes of cleanup, but I have a gorgeous tan. So I have like my own airbrush gun and then I have like my own tanning solution. And then I just kind of rotate like using it with my friends. You better give credit where credit's due right now or we're going to hear about it. Courtney was the first person to do this setup, of course. Of course. The tastemaker of the fam, Court, somehow stumbled upon this beauty secret. I am not willing to stand with my, you know, legs at 10 and 2 and my arms in the air (laughs) and have Kagan under fluorescent bathroom lighting just spray me. It's just not my vibe. Um, So anyway, I stick with Loving Tan, which I absolutely love. So I would like to do the – I would like to do your mechanism if I could do it myself. Well, that's never going to happen. So – Maybe you and the friends in Puerto Rico could do this. I just don't want people like, I don't want to be, sp- I, I'm, I, I don't know. It's too much. Con- oh, I, I love it. I don't. Uh, yeah. It's everything to me. I mean, I never have weird lines. It's just I, the application process. I don't want like getting fully nude in front, in front of someone else and having them spray me. I don't want that. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, some, some of us are willing to go to greater lengths for beauty and it shows loving tan ultra dark amazon 45 bucks it's phenomenal okay okay that is my plug and also mine gets darker than yours let's be honest no way no way at all okay 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 well everyone look at our instagram so you can be the judge mm-hmm. okay what else do people want to know what other q a is there what workout program do you girls do including courtney what's with the laughing it's just funny because they're like, including Courtney. <laughs> Please include whoever Courtney Right, does. right, right. Um, I mean, I walk on my walking pad. I haven't worked out in a few months right now. So, Oh, I think we should talk about the walking pad. That's a huge part of our identity. People have talked. We've just talked about it ad nauseum. Okay. I don't okay. want to talk about well, that. I thought this was a reintroduction episode. Yeah, it's not a rehash everything episode. Okay. I, I work out regularly and I do a combination of weightlifting and like long walks. And I am really into right now making sure that I hit like 12,000 steps every single day. That's amazing. Um, and I've really been interested in everything that Harley Pasternak has to say. He was on Ariel Lore's The Blonde Files podcast. And I've now tried to consume every single podcast Maybe we ever should have on. him on. I mean, yeah, if he would come on, that would be amazing. But he's like a celebrity trainer and he, he trained like Halle Berry for Catwoman. And so anyways, and his biggest thing is like all about your steps. And he doesn't care if that means running or walking, but it's just like... How are you getting your steps in every single day? And then I just, it's really like, I know everyone says that they're like a no BS approach, but like, he's really just like not schlepping you anything. And I just, yeah, I love all of his like outlooks on fitness. Can you tell me what number of steps he recommends? It's like 12,000. Okay. So he's, I mean, I think 12,000 every day. Yeah. I think like that's the 
that's the reasonable amount but that's that's a lot like is there a maximum no I don't think there's a maximum I just think that like you know you should also be strength training as well and resistance training yeah so like okay so I mean most days I'm between like 10,000 and 12,000 60 seconds or less. If you get a walking pad, it's a portable treadmill you can put underneath your desk if you have a standing desk. And then you can walk while you work, while you online shop, Mm -hmm. while you write emails, while you do whatever you need to do on the computer. You can get your 10,000 steps in in like 80 to 90 minutes. It's super easy and it's really actually like amazing and super life-changing. Another thing to add to the walking praise Walking doesn't make you hungry. And so I think a struggle with doing intense cardio is just how much hungrier it makes you. And it's hard to kind of keep your diet in check as well as your if, if you're doing heavy cardio. And so walking doesn't make you hungrier, which I think is like the golden ticket. So it's like mm-hmm. you can still like eat really balanced, but, you know, see results in your body. Yeah, absolutely. That definitely is one of the best parts about it. Okay. Someone wants to know about non-chuggy bridesmaid proposal gift recommendations. Chandler, I would say, what did you think about my bridesmaid gifts? You're I like not to talk so much trash. Like, they sucked. Well, I don't. I didn't get flowers. No, you didn't. You got a beautiful day at a cabana, right? So that's that's where I was going to go with this. I think you should give your bridesmaids something that they can actually enjoy and indulge in, like an experience or like something actually nice. I think that. A lot of times bridesmaid stuff is like keepsake and it's like, well, nobody really wants to keep that. Like nobody really cares or wants like more stuff. I just always feel like when I think about bridesmaids gifts, it's like, here's a wine tumbler that says, you know, bridesmaid. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't, I don't think people want that. I'd rather like give people, give every single bridesmaid a hundred dollar, you know, massage gift card or something and say buckle up because this is going to be you know a long road ahead you're gonna need it yeah that's actually here's yeah that's that's actually a good idea so when lauren asked all of our good friends including me to be her bridesmaids or what what are we calling her like the men in this group bridesmen i don't know bridesmen anyways when she asked all of us we had gone we were all on vacation together and we had a gorgeous poolside day at a very nice cabana with drinks and you know tons of food and it was like an expensive indulgent day and then lauren you know covered it all and basically it was a gift to us to have that like really fun special day yeah and i felt like i don't know that just felt for me like it's fun to give people an experience so i think Mm -hmm. take someone to dinner and ask them or i gave one of my bridesmaids a pair of really cute earrings so i think fine jewelry especially staples i think is everyone can always use a pair of gold hoops i think that's exactly what it is it should just be something like like that's not about you or your wedding exactly that's just more about like here i think you would really like this you're important to me here's a little token or memento to remember this moment that's it it's not like here's a a wedding souvenir if that makes sense yes absolutely i also think flowers are great i think flowers brighten a person's space i think that they're not just a knickknack that's going to be something you have to throw away right i'm a big fan of flowers as a gift yeah Um, love flowers you also send beautiful arrangements Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, don't like send, send an actually beautiful arrangement. Send some, go to a chic florist. Don't just do mm-hmm. something generic. Um, so yeah. those are my non-chuggy ideas. And I love the massage channel. They're a very good idea. Thank you. I honestly, giving people, I mean, some people don't like getting massages, but I love nothing more than a massage or a treatment. I recently went to, a, did I tell you about this already? When I went to that day spa and I got a, a scrub, a body scrub. You did tell me where you got COVID. On the on the podcast though, 
not on the podcast, but you did well, tell anyways, me. Well, anyways, what was your well, question? You're going to hear it for a second time because I this was a, a new favorite type of service because it was a full body Korean scrub and it felt amazing. And I felt like I'd been reborn with like baby soft skin. And it was just like the coolest experience. Like you like, you're supposed to sit in the jacuzzi for like 30, 30 minutes before so that your skin, you know, really soaks. And then they just scrub you down everywhere. Okay. What do they scrub you with? They have like a mitt or like a, just an exfoliating, like, you know, towel or something. Okay. And then they constantly then re-pour like really nice, per- like the perfect temperature hot water on you and, and clean you off like, and then continue to scrub. And it's just, it's really cool. I like highly recommend doing that. Um, if people have like spas. Was it good to remove all your self tanner? Cause well, sometimes I- that's the thing that like, I feel like I have such a weird buildup after doing it for so long. I'm not great at exfoliating. Like I'm not in that routine. I'm trying to be better at it. So I feel like I constantly get like weird splotchiness at times, like because I'm just not great at exfoliating. It's really not a tanning issue. It's a me issue. Um, and so anyways, this felt very good because it was just like fresh start. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I need to do that. There, are, I'm sure there's nowhere in Puerto so, Rico, but all that is to say that I, I love an amenity and I love a treatment and I love a service and those gifts are always welcome. Um, yes. Oh, that's a good idea. Yes. Any sort of luxury treatment, any sort of relaxation thing. Um, okay. What else do we want to get into? Oh, wait, let's talk about on the Patreon episode. Mm-hmm. You and I had a moment where one of the witnesses for Johnny Depp was named Richard Marks. Yes. And that's also the name of Heather Dubrow's BFF, Richard mm-hmm. Marks, the singer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, Lauren. While diving into the Johnny Depp trial, um, one of the witnesses' names was was Richard Marks. He's the singer of the song, you know, I will be right here waiting for you wherever I go. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna stop. That was terrible. <laughs> can you can you please splice in that music at least overlaid? Okay, so Johnny Depp's witness was not the one to to sing this song. It's another Richard Marks, not mm-hmm. the same person. But anyway, Chandler and I were laughing about the about this. And we decided. Go yes. ahead. No, no, go ahead. So we decided to just send the song, just share this Spotify link with both of our respective partners and just see what they do. Just, you know, a middle of the day, out of nowhere, really romantic song link. Okay. Just send them the link to the song and mm-hmm. just see what happens. Right. Also, it's kind of like a corny, you know, 80s romance right. song. At the time, um, I knew that Ben was traveling back from Montauk with his friends. So he was in a car with, you know, two other gentlemen. Um, and I just, I hoped that he would, you know, coyly put his phone up to his ear and listen to it, you know, and send me back the lyrics he thought reminded him most of me. So what happened? Um, exactly what I predicted. Uh, he just hearted it. He never acknowledged it. <laughs> he didn't say anything. He literally moved on to some, to another subject. And then once I even responded and said, haha, that was a joke for pop apologist. He didn't respond to it either. So I don't think he listened. I don't think he cared. Wow. He hasn't addressed it since. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm actually doing the work because I had more of a development happen. Okay. Um, not only that, I recorded it. So you ready for this? Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So let me just set this up. So I was just going to bed in another room and suddenly I heard 
from the other room. Richard Marks is right here waiting, oh wafting through the airwaves. <gasps> yes. So I immediately took my phone and hit record a video. Um, so I'm going to play this for you. Okay. I cannot wait. I hope Kagan was lighting a candle. You have a podcast? It's not a joke. It's just a, it's like a it's a corny eighties love song that um you plan your podcast? Heather Dubrow's best friend or good friend is Richard Marks who plays this song. But I do love you and I am every day waiting oh, for I you. I gotta get the dishes in. <laughs> play this on your podcast so kagan thought that i sent it to him as a potential first dance song <laughs> which is hilarious and then not only that this is how pure and sweet he is not only that he was like it is pretty cool it's pretty pretty oh, i've never no. heard someone play that before at a wedding he was so supportive of it it was honestly so tender <laughs> i know not jaded at all i would have been <laughs> not like what jaded. is this corny like- I'm honestly, so I would have been like, funny. I'm so disgusted by your taste. I don't even know if we can go forward with the wedding. Oh, truly. And that's the appropriate response. So I should actually be disturbed by his very pure, sweet response. Um, um, I think the wow. best part though, is when I tell him that I am here waiting for him every day. <laughs> and he says, great, got to put the dishes in the sink. <laughs> See you later. See you later. <sighs> okay. I have uh, a wedding song to audition for you. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. So I am looking for a first dance song. So, yes, I would love that. Please this one, help me. This one came up. And I want you to know that there are days where this is the only song I exist off of. Okay? Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. You're going to know it from the instant it starts. Make sure my volume's up. You light me up and then I fall Wait, I love this song. Vanessa Carlton. White Houses or Thousand Miles? Oh, my God. You don't even know. Neither. Oh gosh. Oh, Pretty Baby by Vanessa Carlton. Wow. Mm-hmm. Let's just get to the chorus. <laughs> Wait, this is the would be the creepiest, weirdest first song, first dance song. I think it's a lovely song. 
Okay, we're we're good I there. Think I think it's a really lovely song. Okay, mm-hmm. I think it's it's really underground. Like people do not really play it ever. They will not expect it. That's for sure. They will not expect it. Okay, and if you don't want to use it for your first dance song, I totally understand. But what about if there's yeah. a simple, small choreographed dance for Kagan with your bridesmaids to "Pretty Baby" by Vanessa Carlton? I think that's a great idea. I okay, think perfect. that that's absolutely something we should we should do. Maybe a flash mob to mm-hmm, Pretty Baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. No, I am looking for first dance songs, you guys, and I want it to be. Maybe I can crowdsource some recommendations. What do you something a little unique? Do you not have any love songs that you feel stirred something by? Something unique I mean, that I don't have to think about. Could it be like I a mean, Tim yes, McGraw? But no, but Kagan doesn't like country, obviously, and I don't. Oh, it can't have something that he doesn't like. Um, what kind so of music no, it's does tough. he like? He likes tropical house music. Hmm. Okay, that's a tough brief. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not going to be a tropical house song. Um, but anyway, so that's going to be a no. So we're still we're still searching. Okay. Search search is still on. I'll keep looking. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? <laughs> you know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned, cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Okay, what else are we talking about this? So the question is Harry Styles, overhyped or just right amount of hype? Also Olivia Wilde. Mm. Um, I know this is going to alienate people, but here I go. I loved Harry Styles in One Direction. In fact, I felt very attracted to him. He was somebody I, yeah, part of that type of awakening type whole. Yeah, he was a part of the, you know, let me start over. Anyways, um, okay. Whew. I loved Harry Styles in One Direction. I'm keeping all that in just because it makes you sound <laughs> really flustered for Harry just, Styles. Just I am. So you know. I'm, tr- I'm trying not to be gross. Yeah, I'm keeping all that um, in. Oof, go ahead. Okay. Very hot to me as a teenage girl. Very, very hot to me. He was my David Cassidy, you know, as mom loved David Cassidy. Anyways, um, I do not think his music is very good. Oh, I don't even know. Does he, I didn't even know he still played music. He's like, people are obsessed with his music. And I'm honestly, we're going to get like Harry fans coming after us. But I just, I don't find his lyrics to be that like powerful. I just, I can't really get on board with any of his music. And it makes me sad because I do think he's like very fun. I love his like style. I think like he's a blast and he's like, I honestly, I, I love the guy, but I don't like his music. See, I don't care. I don't know anything about his music. Maybe I'm showing my age. Um, I didn't, I knew that he was in a band at one point. I thought he'd moved on to acting, but he is, he's doing both. Okay. And I think I like him better as an actor. I'm so excited for the movie with Florence Pugh. Um, don't worry, baby, or something. Don't worry, darling. I think Anyways, ha- I can't wait for that. Harry Styles falls into the Timothy Chamolet family to me. Just yeah. feels frozen, like in a teenage look, which to mm-hmm. me is not what I'm after. 
as a red-blooded American woman. Right. Um, so I, I don't, I don't get the appeal of Harry Styles. Not hot to me. Okay. Good to know. Anyways, um, okay. that was one, one, one question that I wanted to wrap up. Okay, great. Um, uh, someone wants to know, someone wants to know bougie on a budget tips. I do have some tips for this. Okay. One of them is to, so this is a little, this is not exactly, I'm just going to tell you like it is. You got to go to a five-star resort and sneak into the pool. That will really fill your cup in terms Mm -hmm. of a need for a luxury experience without breaking the bank. Here is what I'm going to say. They're never going to come up to you and be like, are you staying here? Like dress well, look good and just walk in like right just figure it out the pool area will probably be locked a little bit but you just kind of loiter a little bit strategically wait for someone else to come in and then you just walk right in it's no problem if they when you go to order a drink at the at the bar say oh we've already checked out we're waiting for a flight later the airline changed it on us can you believe it and you just (laughs) (laughs) it's not a problem and then you're you fine you're fine they're not even they don't care anymore you're just at the pool waiting for your flight um not a big deal that's my advice sneak into a five-star resort Mm -hmm. go to the pool enjoy the pool have a drink it can you i can experience can cost you as little as twenty dollars and your cup will be filled yeah agreed love that thank you it's actually good advice. It, it will really never. Advice. These people are not. They don't come up to rich people and start interrogating them. That's not the way these things work. Right. So right. once you're into the pool area, then all you have to do is say you've already checked out, and they're not going to bug you. Okay. All right. I I um when we were anyway never. I haven't done this since I was probably like 27. Soft flex. But um, the last time I did do it, it really was a thrill because I was with three other girlfriends and it's just so fun to get away with it. So, yeah, I love that. Thank you. Okay. Let's see. I feel like we should do one more. Yeah, yeah, of course. Do you think Tom Cruise is gay? Yeah, definitely. Of course. I thought that was like known. Yeah. I just saw Top Gun though and it was very good. I mean, I don't know why that refutes. It just Tom, does. It just Tom does. Being gay. Okay. <laughs> but I just, anyways, I just, his career is, he's really doing well. Do you hear he does all his own stunts too? I did not know that. Wow. Um, yeah. Can we talk about our summer bucket list slash travel plans? I feel like people want to know what's going on with us right now because we've yeah. been in Johnny Depp world. Yeah. So everything. So let's talk about me. In my life, mm-hmm. I am, we moved into our new place and it needed all new furniture and a light remodeling to the kitchen. And so I am neck deep in that. I'm also wedding planning in earnest now. And I am also working on this podcast and my other business. And so I feel very, very busy. Lots of decisions and lots of money needs mm-hmm. to be spent and decisions have to be made. So Kagan and I were going to try to travel a little bit in July, but ultimately I just decided, like, we both decided together, like, let's just take a beat. Right. Let's pause on that. Maybe let's do some local trips um, and pause on any, like, international travel right now because there's just so much happening. And I feel a huge amount of relief over that. Yeah. Um, so that's what I, that's what's happening on my end. You know you made the right decision when you cancel plans and it feels like a relief. Exactly. Like there was a little bit of FOMO, but ultimately we just have way too much going on right now. And it just, I like, I, I just want to be home for a few months. Yeah. So that's yeah, where I'm totally. coming from. Um, okay, cool. Anything else? We are going to go to, I think 
and we're going to go to a few of the islands. So we're probably going to do like St. Bart's, hopefully Anguilla, um, a few of the other, a few of like the Caribbean islands that are here because like it's so hard to get to those islands if you live somewhere else. We want to take advantage of like living in Puerto Rico and being able to hop over. So we're probably going to do some weekend trips and then, um, that's really what we have planned so far. Jen, what are your summer travel plans? I am going to California in like two weeks. Um, yeah, I currently am in California. I'm going to a wedding this weekend in Oregon for my BFF Molly. Um, it's going to be really fun. It's at like a Jewish summer camp and they've rented the whole place out and it's going to be like a blast. I haven't been to a, like a wedding that's this extensive in a very long time. Um, so very excited about that. That's this so weekend. Um, and then coming back to California for our little sister's homecoming from her mission. So I'm coming back to California for my little sister's homecoming from her mission. Um, and that's at the end of June. Um, July, I don't really have any plans. Maybe you're going to do something with for Lauren's birthday. And then in August, I'm going to Cape Cod. So, so fun. Very jealous of the Cape Cod experience. Well, Lauren, I think we've done a great job of reintroducing ourselves and catching up on our lives. And I will see you next week. Yes. We were supposed to talk about Kardashians, the most recent episode, but maybe we can save it for next week because this episode was good. It wasn't that great. And I will say next episode looks amazing. So we'll talk more about, we'll catch up on the Kardashians next week and get into all sorts of slub stuff. Hopefully this episode wasn't too self-indulgent, but you guys enjoyed the refresher. So love you guys. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to enter the giveaway. Love you. Bye. Bye.
that's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Bye.